Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. And I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. Jess, what did we do last time? Last time we were chatting about Hateno Village. And Jay, where are we heading this week? Well, we've got a couple of things to finish up in Hateno Village, and perhaps we might find our new destination after chatting to Robbie up in Hateno Lab. A little tease for you there. <laughs> oh, you're a tease. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we finished up and we spoke about kind of the, the main attraction of Hatano, which was the um, the mayoral election that you can do there. Um, but and we also spoke about some of the side quests you can do there. But we did miss out probably the I would say the second biggest attraction of Hatano Village, which is the newly opened uh, schoolhouse uh, on the kind of far side of town. Which uh, has a has a few quests you can get involved with there, um, and it's I think it's if you when you first arrive there, it's, you you speak to the teacher who I think is a guy a Sheikah guy from Kakariko, I yes. believe. Yeah, and he spoke about how the school was made and opened up by Zelda, and you know she's trying to better the village and make it a better place to live for the kids as well, so. I really liked. I, I think Hatton. I think we spoke about this last time, but I think Hatton Village's whole vibe. You know, it really does feel like a living, breathing place in this world, and, and it's cool that you can see the mark that Zelda's left on this village, even though she's not there. Um, with, with her house, and then obviously the school and the stories that the, the villagers talk up tell about her. It's, 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 I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice. And then we even have a couple of little quests we can do to help teach the kids lessons. One of the few moments in the game where they acknowledge that Link is like a hundred years old and the hero of Hyrule. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So the the first lesson is um, the the teacher Simon. He's speaking about the calamity and he's you know telling the kids about how a hundred years ago. Guardians came down and nearly destroyed Hyrule and Calamity Ganon had to be sealed by Zelda and eventually defeated by Link. But because it was a hundred years ago, um, the kids sort of like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't believe that happened. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> History's fake, man. <laughs> Not for me. Um, like, apparently that's like a very real issue that like, American and British teachers deal with these days because of the amount of that shit on TikTok. Really? Like, they're, they are genuinely, like... Um, I was listening to a podcast about... What's, what's that famous um, deaf and blind lady called? Uh, Helen Keller. <laughs> Helen Keller, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's, like, a semi-ironic Helen Keller was fake trend on TikTok, when American teachers try to teach about her, <laughs> the, the kids f- are like, nah! <laughs> <laughs> nah, she was faking <laughs> Uh, we're like, I show I mean, me the pictures. Like, where's the proof that that happened? You know, sort of. Yeah, what the attitude is. No, got pictures that didn't happen. I mean, fa- yeah. Facebook and um, 
Bebo and MSN were things when I was kind of finishing up high school. But I am glad in a lot of ways that I didn't, you know, grow up and go through high school when social media being around to poison my mind. That's crazy. Yeah. And just conspiracy stuff is so big on social media at the moment. Yeah. Well, fortunately here, Link can uh, Link can actually go and prove it. Not by telling, <laughs> saying, guys, I was there. <laughs> I'm Link, the hero in this story. Um, he can go to um, Kakariko Village. So we're not speaking about Kakariko Village here, but if you do go into um, the kind of chief's house there, um, Lady Imba's house, um, there's a big um, sort of mural mm-hmm. in the uh, in in the kind of a screen tapestry sort of deal. It's the um, the tapestries you see in the beginning of the game, right? Of uh, Breath of the Wild, that is. Yeah. And also very similar style to the stone murals you see underneath Hyrule Castle at the beginning of Tears of the Kingdom. I think that's yes. right. Yeah, yeah, cool. I was just looking for affirmation there that I wasn't talking total shit. <laughs> so cool. It's, it's, wait. No, is it is it the murals from Tears of the Kingdom or is it the painting from Breath of the Wild? They're very similar in style, right? I think, yeah, like, yeah they're similar that. styles, but I think it's definitely... They're both... Like, the reference in Breath of the Wild, it's, I'm pretty sure it's like the opening yeah. tapestry of the, from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, they they, mm-hmm. t- they have a similar sort of geometric thing, but they are a bit different, because it's more of like a, a sort of tapestry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rather than a stone thing. Yeah, but the uh, kind of art style of, uh, you know, Ganon and the, the Moblins and the Guardians, very similar uh, to the stone carvings in any case um you take a picture of this and you go back to the school and then the kids are like oh yeah i believe you now (laughs) calamity happened sure um it is funny that the proof is a photo of a painting yeah (laughs) (laughs) which going back to the problems of today you know believing what's real and not in pictures is becoming increasingly more of a problem as we uh as we go on for the years now as well yeah it's true so, mercifully, AI isn't a thing in the world of Hyrule. So, well, I mean, they do have AI in the world of Hyrule. Okay. But instead Zonai. of faking, <laughs> faking Zonai. photos, AI. it stops around and shoots laser beams. <laughs> Makes you think, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 AI of the world of Zelda, like you said, look, yeah, <laughs> they've got um better things to do than make shit pictures and then we can move on to teach me a lesson two and in this one it's uh he wants the students to eat monster curry to learn about <laughs> the uh the monsters of the world yeah <laughs> i don't think i've done this one uh yeah so he needs um monster extract which um You'll be picking up in Tarry Town, and um, we'll, we'll we'll speak about that later as to where you find it. But for the purposes of this episode, just so we're not flitting back and forth too much. Once you have the monster extract, and uh, you feed it to the kids, <laughs> they then learn about food that you can make in the wild, and how the monster extract adds a little something something to the food that it's safe to eat. Um. 
and because you've now fed the kids monster curry you've now been accepted as like a teacher at the school so there you go <laughs> that's that's all it takes that's com- that's a confirmed canon links uh, a lunch lady <laughs> yes because <laughs> that actually feeds in quite nicely <laughs> to the reward you get from this which is um you can use um uma's garden and uma is the school gardener and um you can uh choose to plant different types of um food which in my head in my head canon now is now that you've said that Josh, yeah, yeah like that's just gonna ask like, like, like i'm not done like i said i hadn't done like the second part of this quest line so like that's just me joking about it's gonna no you you were on the money you were on the money um <laughs> So it's after one real hour, you'll be able to um, pick up the plants and they'll regrow. Um, so it's uh, it's a nice way to get some rarer things like hearty radishes or big hearty radishes. You can also grow the sun pumpkins here as well, if you've done the prerequisite quest for defending the pumpkin patch um, that we spoke about in last episode. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 pretty neat. Well, yeah, that would have been handy. Yeah, it's like a little extra... a little monster hunt attach, right? Having a little garden. A little what? Sorry, look. A little monster hunt attach. Yeah, like the older monster hunt. Yeah, games. when you farm stuff. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Very true. And yeah, like like Jazz says, can be handy. Like especially if you you need a lot of sun stuff because you're gearing up for some depths business or whatnot. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The stuff like the hearty radishes is usually just kind of hard to come by. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, they were a lot. They were a lot rarer in this one than they were in Breath of the Wild. They're mostly in the sky now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess I think, I that, think that, that alone that's why it kind of maybe limits the amount that you get. Like if you're not like up there that often. Well, I think the the go to food for I saw a lot of people using them Breath of the Wild and I know I used it myself was the hearty durians you could get in the Farron region. Um and they are not in Tears of the Kingdom at all. I think probably because the developers realised, yeah, this is maybe a bit broken having this in such high supply mm-hmm. because you could just pick them off trees easily. Um and, you know, cook one of them and it's a full heal. So a little a little broken maybe. I mean, it was, but at the same time, I didn't mind it because, like, if you just eat twenty apples, it's the same difference because yeah, you don't. You're going to yeah, yeah, you're going to streamline like when it comes to healing in a game, like everyone just streamlines it a certain yeah. way, like anyway. So mm-hmm. get what they're trying, but like people are just like I said, people are going to streamline it yeah. anyway, like whether it's like yeah, this is the uh, bunch of fruit to, to me the glue together damage. The gloom damage was a more interesting way of, like, making the healing interesting than just, mm. like, lowering the number of items. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I think it was a lot more difficult to get, like, a full gloom heal, for example. Um, mm. As opposed to having a full heal. Um, so you would usually have to combine, let's say, a couple of gloom restoring meals, and then maybe a big health restore one together so it made you yep. burn through a few more heals and it, like you said look at it i agree it made it more, a lot more interesting 
Yeah, it made me think about what I was cooking, whereas, like you say, the Breath of the Wild, I just always went hearty. Hearty durian. Yep, just big old cooking session, then you're you're good to go for the whole game. I think that's what speedrunners typically did, is they would pop into fire and grab, like, half a dozen of them, and then they don't need to ever worry about food again. Yeah, and then yeah, it's well. I think where they needed food is for like um, weather effects, like especially like cold, because they wouldn't pick up like peppers or um, like uh, the the warm cloves. They would skip that, so they would need some form of healing to top off their health after they take a bit of cold damage. But after school. We graduate. We can head on up to yeah. We can graduate immediately to working in a laboratory and two lessons. That's a pretty easy school. Yeah, well, I mean we were a teacher anyway, so lunch, lunch lady, lunch lady. Yeah, true. All right, they're still a member of the faculty, Jay. Show them some respect. I wasn't saying anything to that. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> If the lunch lady tells you something, you listen to her the same as if it was the Damn, talking to you. In fact, I listen to her more because she's the one that's feeding me. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you know. Did you have school lunches? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sort of like... Most of the time. Like, de- like definitely in primary school, like the, the, for a huge degree. Um, high school, less so. Um... They would sometimes do like one hot meal choice, but often it was like like burgers that were totally shit, or like prepackaged sandwiches and stuff like that. Pizza. However, we did have like, um, my high school pizza was pretty decent, to be honest. There's a whack a bunch of uh, p- pizza wasn't pe- bad. Like pepper, yeah, pizza like, wasn't bad. Packets of like black pepper, bung that over the pizza. Aye, better season. I agree. But yeah, once you get that, we, we work like, quite You realise, oh. I can actually leave the school to go out for food. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we tend to just go up the high street. Yeah, we, we, were, we were quite lucky because we had a bakery van that would turn up, um, and like just park outside the school. Um, and eventually they got obviously they got permission to come onto grounds, mm-hmm. and it was always totally mobbed um, because uh, they would sell just um, the legendary steak bridey, which is just the Oh, steak and gravy pastry thing, fantastic, and um, good good pies as well. And there was a teacher who, if you passed his classroom <laughs> just before lunch, he would he would he would he would uh, grab you. Well, not grab you, but he would like shout at you from the classroom and go, "You son, come here. Here's five pounds. Go fetch me a pie from the wagon." <laughs> from the wagon, yeah. <laughs> Making yourself sound a lot oh, yeah. older we than you actually are there. But... the wagon. <laughs> you touched what you called it. Yeah, that, that's what you called it. I get that, but like you think that like that's like if the teachers are old. Then, like... He was a fairly older fellow. Yeah, I remember going up the chippy, or just going to Tesco and getting. A five pack of donuts every day of the week, <laughs> and somehow staying thin because I was a teenager. Ah, uh, metabolism. I miss yeah. you. 
the most obnoxious, the most annoying was Musk because Musk ate the worst of all of us, and he was so thin, and could just like sprint the entire like two kilometer run. We used to call him the machine. <laughs> What's the machine? Well, speaking of machines, it's time to upgrade a very important machine for Link. Um, because when you arrive at the research lab, um, Robbie is going to start upgrading the Pura Pad and giving you some new features and giving you some familiar features. So when you first arrive there, he'll give you the sensor ability, which will be familiar for Play the Bear for the Wild. Um, initially, it's just detect shrines, and it'll be like a little... Um, a little like Wi-Fi symbol, like on the down by the mini map, mm-hmm. that will start lighting up as you get close to shrines. Which there's also an audio cue, right? Yeah, yes, you get a little chirpy beep. Because I usually don't even have the mini map on, but I do have that. Mm-hmm. And which can be both a blessing and a curse because sometimes there might be a really obvious shrine that you just somehow missed, and the the audio cue will point it out. Other times, you'll end up spending ages just trying to find. Like how to get underground yeah. to you get to the You can't find where to get into it. It's a bloody annoying. Um, and funnily enough, what the first task that probably sets you off to, um, there'll be a shrine inside a cave. Fortunately, this one is quite easy to find. You'll uh, bomb open the entrance to a forest cave nearby. You'll come across uh, Maya Hezik Shrine. Which is just a Rauru's blessing, and uh, the, the field test of the sensor this feature is complete. Robbie's very happy, and he'll uh, give you a series of quests which you can do to further upgrade the Purapad. Um, there's the sensor plus, which I think all you need to actually. I think you just complete testing the sensor and you get it basically right pretty much well to actually finish it apparently you need to have taken five pictures of monsters which oh okay yeah most players have just done yeah for giggles by this point exactly because you can't even get this quest without having done the camera so um it's not like you can have (laughs) you could have done what you you guys did and missed the camera for ages and then done this quest robbie won't end up at the lab until you've done his his quest Mm -hmm. um so inevitably you'll have taken five pictures of monsters and center plus just means you can set it to find things other than shrines anything you've taken a picture of you can set it other than telling search for the the wells like that's like that was like a that becomes like a side quest. Oh, can you set it? Yeah. Can you set it to? Oh, of course whatever you, you can. Take, whatever you oh, take a picture uh, of you. Like, cause I had moments as well, just that, like just same as shrines, like like where I think it was just somewhere in central like Hyrule Field, like I'd set looking for wells and like I'm like walking about here in the beep and I can't see the well like anywhere and it's like actually underground somewhere. I'm like, oh, that's clever. I'll have to do that when I go back to wrap up some side quests because I did not think of that. I set it, once I found all the shrines, um, I set it to treasure chests um, as an option. 
Um, oh, yeah, I, just, like, I just thought of it like because I was back at Lookout Landing and there's like that obvious like well, yeah, where the quest is like, given to you, I think initially. It's like oh, it's an easy picture fills up like the encyclopedia thing as well. Yeah, that's that's still not got yeah, all the well stuff, I mean, you. <laughs> yeah, there's loads, isn't there? Like fifty odd. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. But oh yeah, good tip. Good tip. Um what was your go to setting for the sensor there, Luke? I haven't taken it off shrines because I still don't have all of them. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, another feature that you can unlock would only be familiar to you if you had the um, expansion pass from Breath of the Wild, which is the Hero's Path. Mm. Um, to get this, you need to have done 15 Shrines of Light, which you probably have done <laughs> again by this point. Um, yep. And this then unlocks a very cool little feature where you turn on Hero's Path mode and it'll trace a line across your map showing the path that you've taken on your journey so far, mm-hmm. including any deaths that you've experienced yeah. along the way. <laughs> uh, that was like always fun to look, which, look, look back on when I unlocked this part. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. see, we had like all those deaths, all those little yeah. <laughs> mobbling encampments yeah. and like charging and yeah. dying like instantly, like, or when I dropped down the first time, like me running about mm-hmm. the first like hot stable chasing horses about for like five ten minutes oh yep that's where i tried to kill that gliok when i probably shouldn't have done yep (laughs) i remember that yep it's it's a really cool feature um and i'm glad it's in the game at base and they didn't you know sell it again (laughs) it's uh it's yeah i love it it holds up to 256 hours of gameplay as well which is um I would imagine more than enough time for the vast majority of players. Yeah. Um, for regular players, I've not yeah. had that limit, yeah. so I'll be able to view my whole hero path. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really handy for like um, once you are like trying to wrap up the last couple of shrines. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can forget yeah. what part of the map you haven't walked over or whatever. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, obviously, I'm glad it's in the base game. There was something really nice about in Breath of the Wild because it, we didn't have it until the game had already been out for like however long. It was really nostalgic going back and seeing, like our playthrough basically, all in one go. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like being reminded, like, oh yeah, my first two deaths in Breath of the Wild were just falling off the tower because I was looking at the view and not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Little things like that. Whereas, yeah, it's obviously, I don't think I'm ready to be nostalgic about Tears of the Kingdom yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Still, it would have been a little bit cheeky for them to sell it again. Maybe oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, a cool little upgrade there. Um, the last part of the um, upgrade you can get... We're not going to speak about in full quite just yet because, um, well, we'll, we'll talk about the, the quest. So Robbie uh, talks about a feature called the Travel Medallion. Um, more on what that actually does once we finish the quest. Um, however, the prototype to actually activate this feature, he's he had left at the Akala Tech Lab, which was where he was based in Breath of the Wild, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, 
because it was they're, um, both, they're both based at Hotelo at first and then maybe he moves to Akala you could be right as I recall yeah because I, be. I remember Robbie and um, Furrow together at first um no apparently it was just at Akala oh yeah are you thinking of Tears uh, Age of Calamity maybe because they are together in that game to a big degree to the point where... Yeah, I, I always think of the two of them as a duo. Yeah, apparently not in um, Breath of the Wild, but there you go. Hmm. Yeah, because apparently he was, there's dialogue where he's surprised that she's turned up, she's become a kid. So, yeah. There you go. Or maybe it's the other way around, then maybe he's at Akala and then you go and get him when he goes back to Hathena. Mm. Could be. Think Could so, be. Yeah. But um, in any case, he's, he's that's where he's based, and he's left uh, he's left this prototype there. However, um, he said there's rumours that the lab's been taken over by intruders, so we'll have to go and see what that is all about. Um, and that kind of sets us on our next destination. We'll be heading up to the Akala region, probably I would imagine by way of Tarrytown. So. Yes, so we'll start our journey by heading, as often is the case on this podcast, to a stable as sort of a base of operations. Yes. And that will be the Foothill Stable. Indeed. So we came very close to this one back in our Gerudo episode, but didn't quite get here. Goron. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are correct. Yes. Uh, yes, this is the the closest we probably came to this is when we did the quest for the moon cave for the two old Gorons. Yeah, uh, I think, I think you, you even said like, oh, should we talk about further stable while we were doing that? So I did. The, the listeners might not have heard that, depending if you cut it or not. But I definitely did. whether I remembered to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> There's yep. definitely been a couple of times in this podcast where I've left in you saying, "Cut that." <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know, a little tease, a little peek behind the door, a peek behind the door for the listeners. Um, but yes, the uh, Foothill Stable. Um, so before we get into the stable and what we can do there, we should probably speak about the the old fast travel shrine there. Kisanona. Yeah. Kisanona? I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also Wind known as power. There we are. Yes, and as always, I'm going to go quiet as I look at a video for what you actually did in this thing. I I remember this one a little bit. You're using fans to make like turbine spin, which opens doors and moves elevators and this oh, and that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, there's the the main sort of puzzle is there's a big sort of spinning. Like turbine, I guess you can call it, in the middle, and you attach fans to it, and it starts spinning round and blowing these fans on either on either side, which opens a door. Yeah, I remember, this, remember that puzzle. I remember it being pretty cool. Um, quite basic though. It's literally just that, and this shrine's done. Normally, yeah. Is there? A, I think there's a slightly more complex one to get the chest. 
to get the chest, you literally just... Oh, yeah, that's just a ledge to the left. You make an updraft, that is it. Yeah, so that I mean, is a... I actually saw that there in the video that I'm watching. I thought, thing. like, there's a similar shrine, which I don't think we've covered yet, like a similar puzzle that uses, like, rotating fans, but you've got a light kind of fire on the end of it to light candles. You remember mm. that? Like, I, thought that rings a bell. I thought that was attached to that shrine because like that is a really short shrine though. Yeah, that's like normally when I, I was just looking at that shrine, like normally the shrines tend to have like a little introductory puzzle and then maybe a like a more advanced one. Sometimes you might get a third. Yeah, at least like, at puzzle. least yeah, two sections, way, yeah. The way people talk about the way people talk about Mario levels, right? It introduces an idea and then expands on that idea. And yeah, like a little punchline. This one just introduces the idea and leaves it. At that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> done. Hey-ho. you know, I mean, there's quite a lot of shrines. I'm sure there's going to be a couple that maybe that was the intern shrine. Intern got to design That's a shrine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, maybe they were just like, oh man, people are people going to understand this crazy mechanic with the fans? And it turns out, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> don't know what they could have done to have made that more complex, but then again, I'm not the game designer here, so... <laughs> it was just like a secondary, like, larger one where, it, like, you put fans on the side and it becomes, like, a bigger fan that blows you higher up to, like, a higher level. Or maybe, um, like... You've got to have two of these turbines that interact with each other, kind of like gears almost. Mm. Like one one set of turbine blows the other one, and then I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's stuff they could have done, but yeah, but they didn't. So let's move on. <laughs> so, um, ah yes. So the Lucky Clover Gazette quest for this one is one that I have been very much looking forward to speaking about. Um, this one, you turn up for the speak to Pen, of course, as always, and he says, um, yeah, this something a bit strange going on here. The uh, There's a Zonai survey team from Kakariko that are turned up here at the stable, but um, they're just walking about in their pants, and they said that Zelda told them to do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Before we go any further, I have to ask you both: Did you both do what I did and do this entire section in your pants? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course I did. Of course Excellent. I did. Um, so, um, well, I think part of this quest is you're forced to do part of it in your yeah, pants. Yeah, I think they won't listen to you unless you're in your pants. Right? Correct. Yeah. So you go and chat to two of the lads. And uh, they said that what Zelda told them to do is, um, this is the, the her speech, she said, we'll only find our future if we chart a new course, leaving the safety of indoor study for exploration in the wild. So prepare your mind and body, then explore in underpants. And um, <laughs> they've uh, they decided to, to, you know, toughen themselves up. They're going to go and take down some monsters in their pants which uh, is something that we did back in the early Monster Mash days for any fans of that <laughs> podcast. Yep. <laughs> and uh, you are forced to go and clear out a cave 
in your pants. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's very doable, especially if you're at this stage of the game and you're weaponed it up and you've got a lot of health. Well, you're not allowed any. Oh, they, like... do they supply your gear? It's yeah, like on-site so procurement. Yeah, you get a little, little even tided here. Um, uh-huh. So, but I think there's like. Yeah, yeah. You, I, you sneak in, steal and... some enemy weapons, take ah. them out. You got your hearts. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I don't think there's any big tough enemies like uh, uh um, Hinox, like there is in um, Even Tide, for example, for you to be. So. No, I don't. I don't remember it being especially tough. Nope. But it is very funny. Um, so after you clear that, all the all the lads are like, "Yeah, that was oh, what a display, fantastic!" And then uh, one of the girls on the Zone I Survey team, she turns up and she goes, "What? What are you doing?" <laughs> and they're like, "We're doing what Princess Zelda told us to. We're exploring underpants." And she says, "No, that's not what she said. She said explore all other paths, not an underpants." <laughs> and then. It does make me wonder, was there a better pun in Japanese? It's not a great pun, is it? Yeah, that, it would be curious <laughs> to find out. Um, so, if there's any people that have played in Japanese and understand the language, let us know. Yeah. Oh, I should ask my friend Rob, because I think he has actually been playing in Japanese. So, uh, watch ah. this space, listeners. There we go. And... Um, but there's a little moral to the story. The the kind of lead leader of the um, Zone I Survey team is like, well, that was a bit embarrassing, but let's take all this energy and this you know this drive that we've shown when we've been you know exploring in our pants and let's put that back to let's put that into our work in general. Um, but yes, that is the end of this little Lucky Clover Gazette side story. But I think I, I, my favorite part is there's like. I think she's just like the stable hand. She's not even part of the team. But there's just one woman who's so done with all these men running around in their pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, Definitely. You, know, you would be. <laughs> attracting a strange type of clientele, I'm sure. If they're just hanging around there. Which they are until you come along and... Yeah, until they're but... fighting for them. Yes. That is often Link's way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just like referenced this uh, this little quest in a really early episode. Yep. I think in our one with Kate Gray. Yep, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cause I, it's cause I'd randomly like just like found these NPCs like near this region and like they're practicing like karate. And they're like going back and forth and they're like, nothing beats the underpants method. And that's basically what I'm <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember you speaking about the underpants method. Yes. Yes. I think I'd also just recently done it, so luckily I knew what you was on about. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. So, From um, there, we can start heading towards. Well, before there, just north of the stable. Um, we'll come across the two treasure hunter lads that we helped get a tre- get a treasure chest out of the bog. Um, okay, these guys again. Yes, and they've said they found a cave called uh, which was 
where Misko the bandit stored a lot of his treasure and uh, it's Misko's cave of chests and if you go inside there is dozens of chests in there and they say yeah and one of these chests is a really rare treasure for you to find but we don't know which one it is now why they didn't just open all these chests in their own time i do not know <laughs> but they didn't do it um you, you can do that if you want to the majority of the chests only have one green rupee in them um there is a cleverer way to do this quest as there's a dog outside and if you feed him a bit of meat the dog will become link's mate and then um guide you to the chest that actually has the reward in it which is a piece of clothing the ember trousers which i think is the fire up attack ones i want to say ah. or like hot but like you, you do more damage in hot weather something like that in any case you, that clears off that quest and opens up a few others for you to do um if you speak to the uh the treasure hunters themselves, they'll give you um, three different quests that you can do, which um, involve little riddles as to where to find different pieces of armour. Um, one of them we've already spoken about, you can get the... Uh, you can get the... <laughs> the, the, the tingle set. Yeah. <laughs> In fact... The, the the which was uh, of course our flavor flav <laughs> chat there. There's another one which gets <laughs> you tingles. <laughs> gets you tingles tights, um, which is on a. Cape. I can't remember the riddles and and sadly they're not listed here on the the wiki, um, but they're all just generally little clues that point you to a general location. Um, uh, where you'll find a piece of Tingle set, and mm. the last, the last quest will give you uh, Tingle's hood. Don't like when games do that, like in an open world game where you're just given like a little clue to like a, maybe like near a, a certain region of the map, and you're just kind of forced to kind of mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't put a marker on your map like some of the quests do. Yeah. So yeah, there is a crack more... open like the swear jar as well. Point. Like it's just like the little clues you get in Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the bigger attraction from this one though is there is a green bottle that's left behind there once you open the uh, the uh, the the, the chest with the ember trousers which is about the fierce deity set mm. so I remember you mentioning this when we were getting ready to do this episode but I don't know how much of it I actually stumbled across so the fierce deity set was in Breath of the Wild um, but you had to get it through the, um, the Majora's Mask amiibo so very few players will have probably had it um, so now it's actually in the game uh in general which is pretty cool yeah so there's three riddles for you to follow um it said and it says once you've uh it says don the form of the fierce deity and return to this place there are three keys you need one beneath the bed chamber of akala's red crown citadel one in the skull's left eye one in an old stump in hyrule field so um akala is in the citadel ruins um, which is fairly close to this location, actually, and we'll probably pass it on our way to Tarrytown. 
Um, another is north of Akka, there's Skull Lake. And if you climb up to the top of the... Uh, of the There's a big rocky outcrop, like a big massive pillar. And if you climb to the top of it, there'll be a, a hole on top. It's hollow and you can go down as a cave and you'll, uh, you'll find a piece of the set. The last one is their... Kind of, I don't know if you remember, just like north of the Colosseum in Hyrule Field, there's like a bridge that leads to like this massive old tree stump. Like, an, I'm talking huge t- tree stump. Um, yeah. Don't know if you remember that one. No. No? Well. I mean, I, I trust you exist, but no, I don't remember seeing it. If Yeah, if you go in there, you'll find another piece of the set. There's a cave within the, the tree stump. It's a pretty cool cave because it's just a descent pretty much with like big tree roots and such going down. So it's more a unique one than some of the caves you'll come across in the game. In fact, all three are, to be fair. Um, but yes, that gets you the Fierce Deity set. And uh, once you retur- once you open up the... There's a side door that you need the set. But once you do that, you'll get the Fierce Deity sword. Ah, cool. Which uh, is pretty cool. Nice. It's a very strong sword as well. I think it's uh, 60 base damage. So, But again, it's probably a, um, probably a wall-mounted weapon, <laughs> I would expect. Oh, just attach something else to it and let that break. That too. That too. I think there's a special set, um, a special set bonus, but I, I don't know if you can fire like the like beams from the sword like you can when you have it in Majora's Mask. Because this is like the, if you played Majora's Mask, this is like the ultimate set you get in that game for having all the masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it pretty much just trivializes the final boss fight in that game. Um, it's a really cool set, like. I don't know the lore behind it. It'll be cool if we ever go back and, you know, maybe cover Majora's Mask on this pod to find out more about it. Um, because it is quite unique in that game, as most of the other masks are like either, you know, transformations or a bit goofier. Yeah, this is the only one that you sort of stay Link. Yeah, but just like. A mega badass Link. Like. Super Saiyan Link. <laughs> you often see it as um, a costume in Smash Brothers. Yes, I'm pretty sure it is. But yes, this and is like Mr. Ultimate Treasure. Another version. stable. Not that far along. Yeah, I guess, yeah. This is like the ultimate of the... Because most of the armors you can get from the Misco quests aren't actually all that. Yeah, they're they're fine. Like they're usually maybe a missing piece of a set that you've already got or something like that. But they're not. I don't think I use any of them actively. But this one is definitely worth upgrading. Yeah. And then um, just around the corner, basically, we get to another stable. Well, <laughs> before that. <Kinda. laughs> Before then, um, there is another part of the uh, Monster Control Squad um, across the Akala Bridge. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. These, this is the follow-up to the lads that we helped back at um, Elden, and uh, I 
I can't remember the bases. I don't know. Yeah, like literally have to storm the bridge with them. I think that's right. Yeah, it is, yeah. Because I think the bridge is quite heavily fortified. So yeah, it's, it's, it's cool, because like otherwise it's... Blocks and stuff. There's a, a good mm-hmm. moment in this, like, just a fight on, on a bridge, like, and you can knock, like, the moblins and the goblins, like, off the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bri- bridge fights on Zelda are always... Well, I can only think of two. <laughs> this so, one. Yeah, and... This one. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Princess. Yeah. But hey, two for two. Uh, there's a, a what you call it. Um, what are the big? One of the Gleox is on a bridge. There's a Gleox on a bridge as well. Yeah, like like Helia Bridge. Oh, three three for three. Hey, <laughs> prove my point. <laughs> if, as long as you can do three examples, it sounds legit, right? Yes, yeah, that's it. <laughs> one is just like, well, that's just one. Two is like, uh, and then three people are like, oh, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> and they don't think about it any further. Yeah, I prefer the, um, I like these monster control ones where it's a bit more of a set piece. Yes. Like when we did the, um, the, the keep a little while back rather than just oh, like a cave. Yeah, the one, yeah. you mean? The Fort 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 Eternal, that's it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, Jas, for saving both of our arses there, it sounded like. <laughs> See, I just didn't try and say the name when Dave was the like, keep. oh, you know, the keep. It's like a dungeon, man, like not a fort. <laughs> I was scrolling across the interactive map, but uh, yeah. Jess knew what I was on about. Yeah. Yep. And I've heard, Luke, that after we've done that, there might be a stable coming up. Well, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to mention that's not on the, uh, the dungeon? <laughs> well, before <laughs> that, there's a chest with <laughs> <laughs> a sapphire in it. <laughs> Next to a battle talus. Uh, I'm good, Luke. <laughs> right. Yeah, so then we get to South Akala Stable. Mm-hmm. And I guess, as is tradition, we'll talk about the nearby shrine before we do anything else. Yeah, why not? Maya Chidik Shrine. It's the Proving Grounds. Ah, nice. Is it a particularly interesting one? Yes. Um, I rem- This one is quite fun because this one involves you making little tank drones and you, you oh, need to do the shrine yeah. for you. This is probably, I think, my favourite of these just because it felt so different and it had had me playing with a new toy in mm. Tears of the Kingdom that by, I think when I got this shrine initially um, I hadn't even seen these in the game so this was such a cool shrine for me. Um, and I, I, I'll admit, I didn't use these as much as I probably should have done in the overworld, uh, mm. but I definitely got my ma- my money's worth out of them, shall we say, um, in this shrine. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think I was the exact same. I only used them in the shrines, or it made me use them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically, you're building little um, like robot wars robots because they're little guys <laughs> trying to live along. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Just Sadly, sticks of spikes or a beam or something on the front. Sadly, no hit disc in front of it. That's what I done. Just like set them after like the, the enemies in the shrine. The uh, the beam laser ones were good mm. because they would just walk into an enemy and do constant damage to them, and do damage as it's walking towards them as well, which is good for like the ranged guys that would yeah. try and shoot the drones ineffectively. But uh, yeah, I don't think you can get weapon drops from the the constructs here and help the drones out. I don't think I did. I think I just let them do the do the uh, shrine for me because I think I actually failed a few times for, by trying to fight because it it puts you in like um like just your pants and three hearts sort of thing. Yeah. So actually, I realised I was more successful letting the drones do it mm-hmm. than trying to get involved myself. It's more fun, right? Come on. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're meant to be doing. And then, can you remember the... Is this... Is this Chicken Town? <laughs> yes, this is the uh, the the quest for the uh, Lucky Clover this time. The All-Clucking Cuckoo. <laughs> so, um... You'll go and find Pen, of course, as always. And he says, Nothing about Zelda, sadly, in this, in this uh, stable. However, there's weird rumours going around about this all-clucking cuckoo. Um, which is a, a cuckoo which has uh, suddenly started not only talking, but it's giving people prophecies that are mysteriously coming true. <laughs> this is the, um, the water-skiing water skiing squirrel at the end of the news. Of the Lucky Clover Gazette. <laughs> <laughs> One of my fav- favourite clips is um, on YouTube is this newsreader who's talking about uh, a cat which <laughs> which is like really fat. So they were they had it like swimming <laughs> like in place <laughs> to have it lose weight. And she just can't keep her cool. She's just giggling like mad, talking about this big fat cat. <laughs> just because <laughs> the footage they show of the cat, like paddling in the water with a little like um, life preserver on, it looks so done. <laughs> it's just like, why am I going through this? I just want to, just want to eat some fish, man. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Or I guess the other equivalent, this is like the um, World Cup predicting octopus. Holy octopus! As <laughs> <laughs> it's a fortune-telling chicken. That's uh, I don't like octopi, but Paul Paul's all right by me. <laughs> yeah, listeners of uh, Monster Mash will remember that Jay is not a fan of our eight tentacled friends. They give me the heebie-jeebies. So, uh, yes, if you go to a hill nearby, um, there's a group of people that are lining up to get their prophe- the prophecy from the cuckoo. Um, and uh, Link can skip the line because the person at the front of the line decides she doesn't know what she's going to ask the cuckoo. Um, when you speak to it, it seems to know your name already because it's obviously an all-seeing bird. And... Uh, 
and it, it knows you're looking for Zelda. And it says if you pass some trials, it will um, it will tell you what you wish to know. So the first trial is you've got to get to the top of the stable head, the big horse head, within 48 seconds. Um, it can use any method you'd like um, to do so. So you can just climb if you wish. Um, I think you can ascend, which is probably how you're meant to do it. Mm-hmm. But oh, I yeah. yeah, I think I you have to ascend like in the process of climbing. I don't know if you can ascend from inside the stable. Maybe you can. I think you climb to the roof and then you can ascend to the top of the head. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Just climb on the roof, and then there's like kind of wooden beams up there towards the horse head that you can mm-hmm. climb on and ascend through. Um, once you've done that, your second trial is you have to bring three logs to the to the front of the front of the the, the bird cuckoo, um, within ninety seconds. Again, any method you wish. So, yeah, so I slap them together with slap together. Of course, that's what I did. Um, and then when you bring the logs back, turns out that the bird said it just wanted to exhaust the mighty hero link. And poof, it turns out it's not a prophesizing bird at all. It's the Yiga clan. I love the idea that there's just a Yiga clan member in a tree pretending to be a chicken. <laughs> like, were they waiting for Link to turn up? Was this their long-term goal? Or were they just <laughs> yeah, like, how long have they been like, there, you know? Like, <laughs> like months? Like, it's got to come like, back maybe they've point. been running various minor scams at the same time. Like, oh yeah, I think you should donate all your money to uh, the Yiga clan, then you'll find love. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, a, it's like they... a, a T-Rocket level scam they've been running. Like, maybe like they just did this for the fun and then realised that they could make a trap out of it later down the line. Or maybe it was a trap all along. It's, it's hard to know. What came first? The chicken or the trap? <laughs> Very good. And, uh, yeah, Penn's very happy because he's got a great story. He's going to write a story about be careful of false prophets. Well then, to the side here, we do have the uh, Akala Citadel ruins. We've got basically a big castle on the hill, um, which has a gloom hand up there. Yeah, nasty surprise that one, because uh, uh, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, there's a lot of like walls and stuff you can climb. Yeah. So if you do see it from far enough away, you can get out of range and just pepper it with shots from above. Yeah, I think this was like the second time I'd only seen the, the gloom hand, so I still wasn't like sure how to like tackle them. So I definitely ran away, just climbing up like the well, ruins. The, the whole reason I came up here was because um, there's a fierce deity piece. Yeah, um, like there's a little like tunnel like on like on the side of one of the buildings up here that you crawl through. And it, that's actually a cave with the piece inside. And of course, when I was searching about looking for it, trying to solve the riddle, the gloom hands ambushed me. There's also quite a big cave inside the mountain as well. Yes, there is. Quite a there lot to do up here. And then, of course, Domizuin Shrine. Yes. A prone pathway. This is a bit Which... of a construction-y one, I think. 
this one, no, it's wrong. This one, you, um, you're inside a massive, like, age cube, and when you um, hit a, a kind of switch in the middle of the cave cube, it rotates mm. and allows you mm. to kind of. You like if you hop up or ascend through different parts of the cave cube, depending on the rotation, you'll then be able to get to the top of the the cage and reach the basically uh, Zelda's version of the crystal maze. (laughs) Sadly, no Richard O'Brien. But um, it's very like a like a Mario Sunshine kind of level sort of thing. Hmm. Like, you know, the big floating floodless levels. The best bits of the game. Yeah. It's like one of those with the with the ascendability. Or like a, sort of the portal style indie puzzle game that would have been made with this ability. In the classic way that what this game treats as just a, a small part of it could be a whole game from another developer. Mm-hmm. It's all very doable. Just another side note at the top of the... Uh, well, just off the top of the Aqua Citadel is uh, Big Nasty Thundergleok. Yep, 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 yep. Which I, I did Thundergleoks are the ones I've not Managed to successfully kill one yet. Oh really? I'd say they they are the trickiest. Like yeah. I think Thunder's just a nasty status in this game in general, right? Mm. Like it's oh, yeah, the like, once you get this light at a certain stage and yeah. it starts like you've got to use the gusts of wind next to the lightning and it's always like kinda of tricky. Yeah, it's the trickiest like ascend moment because the fire one does the the big massive fireball, which you can easily dodge, and then there's a big nice long off draft for you to reach it. The ice one is the you could just reverse, recall, you rewind yeah, it, yeah, record it all the way up. Is pretty simple. This one though, it creates like a thunder, like a lightning strike in the ground, which almost creates a little like like updraft vent. Mm. But as you're ascending, the lightning can still be still be going on, and you could potentially get frazzled as you're ascending. So. You're gonna have to swap vents, and it's definitely a lot trickier to to beat. So nasty bugger. Um, as a side note, just because I don't know when we'll ever be speaking about it, but the there's a um a big chasm down kind of below the citadel in the kind of parade ground, as it's known, and uh, if you go down there, it's a Ancient underground fortress is the name of the area, and it's just chock full of enemies for you to uh, to fight and kind of battle your way down to the bottom of this chasm. Um, yeah, I don't think I've gone all the way down, but it, I assume there's some important treasure chests to collect down there because it is a bit of an ordeal. Yeah, there's a there's a piece of armor for you there. Would you want to know what it is or what's it? Yeah, go on. It's the um, trousers of twilight. Oh, cool. <laughs> and it says, uh, the flavor text for this says that uh, these were once worn by a hero who battled the Beasts of Twilight. The insides are lined with cozy wool fur. 
Oh, which the... I was I was actually going to make a joke to say something about goats, but nope. The implication <laughs> is that Link ripped fur off his wolf form body. Stuff no, I, I thought it was just like he's still wearing the trousers when he transforms. So yeah, it's like an Incredible Hulk moment. Like your clothes get your clothes get covered in dog fur, but his gets covered in wolf fur <laughs> on the inside. Maybe that's that's a more wholesome take on it. I think. <laughs> So before we head up to the uh, Akla Tech Lab, it's probably worth swinging by to, you know, that town that Link actually helped build <laughs> in Breath of the Wild and uh, see what's going on there. Unfortunately, rather than heading north, um, if we head east from the stable, we'll arrive at Tarrytown Town and we'll, uh, we'll find out what's been going on there in the events since Breath of the Wild. But you'll have to wait till next time to see what's going on. But uh, until then, Luke, do the thing. You can find this podcast on Twitter at Pod. And if you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com send us a dollar a month, listen to episodes as soon as I'm done editing, find links to the other shows we make, like the Game Game Show, Luke Loves Pokemon, there's old episodes of Monster Mash, there's Films and Filth, the Citizen Kane of podcasts. There's um, a Twilight Zone one. There's a Space 1999 one. There's all kind of podcasts for whatever your nerdy needs are. And, and in the meantime, please do rate, review, like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts <coughs> or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Please do. And of course, Jas, you can't leave me hanging. I need some sage <laughs> words of wisdom for this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh... A goal is not always something to be reached. It often serves simply as something to aim at. Surprisingly sage. (laughs) (laughs) Wise words of Bruce Lee. Ah. (laughs) Well, catch you next time. Cheerio.